0: It was nice <clears throat> to hear the various offerings of, mm, of, of our senior leaders because we could see how each of them was serving Srila Prabhupada. Um, Bir Krishna Maharaj, he wrote as a GBC as a governing body commissioner about the difficulty in governance of a a society and how to um, on the one hand um, create space for individuals so that everyone would be inspired to make a contribution and to allow for individual initiative and diversity and yet also To bring unity. Mm -hmm. And quoted Srila Prabhupada. Mm. Krishna Kseitramarj. He was um, writing about exploring the meanings of Srimad Bhagavatam. And in this way, Exploring the understanding and expanding the understanding of what Krishna consciousness is. So this is interesting um, how that's another contribution in another field. In the Jumna Maharaj spoke about the mission and just completely fixed on that mission. Uh, big festivals everywhere, all over the world, in every city, forever. kind of thing and uh, and he's doing it and such in with his usual creative poetic style came with a description of a river of instruction and how unless one approaches that river with a pot um, to receive some of the water of the river unless one has the pot the water will just pass by Um, so he emphasized the need to make an effort an effort to to take the instructions of the spiritual master and to uh, and to take at least something and and make a contribution Um, Jai Maharaj just once again uh, showed that nothing, that he's unstoppable Uh, even amidst of of total health breakdown uh, he keeps on going Um, develop Mayapur uh, it takes a broad person, a broad-minded person like him with a big heart to develop a spiritual city in Mayapur and travel around the world and and bring people to Mayapur. Um, and that is his that became his life. <clears throat> Radhanath Maharaj is doing so much. Uh, he is uh, instrumental everywhere. Huh? Now, uh, being part of obtaining Uttadanga Road, uh, the place where Srila Prabhupada first met his spiritual master, and which was a little Gaudiya mat at the time. So, uh, all these. Servants of Srila Prabhupada Mm. have made a connection with him in his and taken up part of his greater mission. Uh, Prabhupada's mission is to uh, spread Krishna consciousness all over the world, and he tires tirelessly. Uh, tirelessly did so and, and laid the foundations he attracted so many men um, even in the beginning he was asking so many things um. one of the <clears throat> more recent contributions has been uh, the film made by Yaduwar Prabhu which is uh, a special film because somehow or other uh, Yadubar came as a young man, as a journalist to write an article about Prabhupada and he was a photographer and a filmer so then he started to, uh, for the article, take pictures of Prabhupada and as he did he became impressed by Prabhupada, so much so that he also decided to start some, some filming. And as he was filming Srila Prabhupada, uh, over the years he used that footage to produce movies or clips and there are a, a whole variety of material that he has made available. all of us. In this uh, last movie, um, he has really captured a few points that I find interesting. One is that when Srila Prabhupada was uh, just there with a small group of disciples, maybe twenty of them, who were all just approaching twenty. Right? so rather young right, and, and Prabhupada said each one of you each one of you should open a temple and Rukmini was there <coughs> and she was 16 years old and she said even the girls <laughs> and Prabhupada said on the spiritual platform there is no difference. <laughs> so there she was, 16 years old, with an instruction, open a temple. Uh, just discovered Krishna consciousness the day before. <laughs> I mean, how how broad-minded was Prabhupada. How great his vision. Uh, and that vision, uh, that vision, was basically covered everything Um, because Krishna consciousness for every single person on the planet. Hmm? Prabhupada would make statements like that. Bhagavatam should be placed in every house on the planet. Every house on the planet. All right. 1,200 books on padiyacha uh, how to fulfill these instructions we can feed the entire world how one day we will engage half the world to feed the other half and the next day we will get the second half to feed the first half might say like how is this possible all right, Prabhupada gave a system. Now we just have to convince half the world to feed the other half. Just a little mission. So like this, he set these goals. Um, he set these um, his desires. Yes, he encouraged everyone who came and served according to their nature, according to their ability. And then it didn't end, it didn't end in 1977 when Srila Prabhupada departed. Uh, That also is another aspect in Yadubar's movie that I I really liked. The way the movie begins is it begins sort of low-key, you know, it sort of, it starts, nothing dramatic happens, it's just Prabhupada, the usual, he's trying to go to the West and trying to uh, make a beginning, a uh, little bit about his early life and so on, uh, his childhood and growing up with Radha Govinda in Calcutta, uh, a little bit about his father being a devotee and doing puja, a little bit like his how his father wanted to, him to be a preacher about a childhood Ratiyatra. And these things are are basically the elements of, standard elements of Prabhupada's biography. But then after a while, the movie is is really catching momentum, and we're seeing that now Prabhupada is meeting with Rameshwar and discussing with Rameshwar. Uh, Rameshwar was uh, heading up BBT, and Rameshwar was managing therefore a lot of money that came from the book distribution and Prabhupada would tell him, send money here and al- no, not a loan there. The money should be first for printing and then, if there's any access, then for construction, then loans, then temples. And you can see that he was managing a, a dynamic movement which was coming up around the world. Uh, in this way uh, one can see Then, the movie, uh, too quick, too quick already, it comes to Prabhupada's departure from this world, too quick. Uh, And then, there is a moment break, and then it starts with a display of what is going on now, after Prabhupada and you see quick images of some of the major temples around the world and some of the current achievements and you hear Madhava singing and so on and it is just, it is that what is, uh, is also going on. Prabhupada is, is present now and Prabhupada's mission is going on now. And the opportunities are there now. Uh, everyone can make a relationship with Srila Prabhupada. And we see that Prabhupada was on the one hand, on the one hand, involved in reaching out to the population of the world, but in the other sense he was also instructing how to live a domestic life and how family life should be conducted and how a model family life could look like and how a model family life was also establishing Krishna conscious. Prabhupada was in all the cities of the world but Prabhupada was also in the farms and told them they could grow, uh, they could grow, they could make castor oil and use that for lambs. In other words, no electricity uh, on the farms. Uh, not so simple. I don't know if you ever lived without electricity. I did for uh, about one and a half years at one point in my life I chose no electricity. Uh, in India also plenty of no electricity. <laughs> that was no choice though. Uh, but. Yes. Yes. Um, Prabhupada was ready to deal with the present. Prabhupada was ready to deal with the future. Um, he was the one who said that his books are the law books for mankind for the next ten thousand years. Um, so that that fixes it. Um, that simply Uh, Here we have it, Uh, the guidelines of what to do. Uh, This is our connection, Uh, somehow or other. Um, Yes, we heard offerings from Srila Prabhupada's disciples. Uh, They're old, they're old. How much longer will they be with us? Jai Maharaj just goes on after liver and kidney transplant, but how many transplants and and one day uh, will come the end of life. Just like in the Bhakti Ratnakar, we find a description of uh, Srinivas, Acharya, who is trying to meet the six Goswamis, uh, or the remainder of them, but and all the the main associates of Mahaprabhu, who are still alive, but on many occasions he's too late, he just misses them, uh, because that moment is happening. That moment is happening uh, rapidly. Uh, Many disciples of Śrīla Prabhupāda are are now slowly leaving this world, and with it, the movement carries on, and more and more the movement comes in the hands of the next generations. More and more. Whatever it is, um, whether one studies Srimad Bhagavatam um, and really, really goes deep into understanding Srimad Bhagavatam, reading it, living it, teaching it embodying it uh, or whether one takes over the festivals uh, who will do uh, who will be who will be uh, will it will it be those who read the offerings who will take over uh, who will will do it uh, uh, somehow or other Uh, will the disciples carry on the individual missions of their gurus or will others come forward and take it Uh, somehow or other whatever was started must continue Uh, yes many temples Uh, we saw that in the offerings some are focusing on, on temples and we also heard the temple offering and We heard about Padhyatra, and we heard all the things that are going on from the temples. So many temples, so many things going on. Um, Transcendental, transcendental touchstone, Uh, somehow or other, whoever gets in touch, gets touched. Um, Prabhupada was never one point at himself. Um, Prabhupada would always present himself as the servant, the servant of Krishna and the servant of the pure devotees of Krishna. And yes, pure devotional service, unalloyed, uh, uncompromised, pure devotional service, that was his standard. Simply his standard, nothing less. And that he was living, that he was doing, and that he was teaching. And that is what he was asking for. Uh, Prabhupada said, if I could make one pure devotee, I would consider my mission successful. So in this way, pure devotional service is, was Prabhupada's, um, Prabhupada's objective. Prabhupada was speaking uh, to people of other religions, Uh, he was was saying "It it is not my mission to convert anyone, it is my mission to make Christians better Christians, Mohammedans to make better Mohammedans by teaching them the purpose, the real purpose of their religion which is pure devotional service, unalloyed. That was Prabhupada. Uh, not, yes, he was forceful, but he knew that he couldn't force people. He had, obviously, an extremely powerful personality. Uh, Tri Bhuvanad, who was one, who was the early leader in, in, the, in the UK. Uh, he was the first temple president in, in England. And Tribuvanat somehow or other said that the first time Prabhupada came to the UK he was chosen to, uh, to garland Prabhupada. So he stood there with the garland. But when Prabhupada came his personality was so overpowering so overpowering that everyone fell on the floor, including Tribuvanat. And Prabhupada walked on, and then by the time he got up with his garland, Prabhupada had already gone past. So then he had to climb over all the devotees and somehow or other make it, got the garland on. Right. And Prabhupada gave a lecture. Nasta Vadri Su nityam bhagavata and he was speaking about how we should render eternal service to the Bhagavatam Uh, and that by doing so that almost all impurities will be removed from the heart. So, then, and Prabhupada said, why almost all? Why almost all? He said, because when you are studying Scripture, ah, you get so much knowledge and you learn how to adjust your life, but there is one problem. That you become a little proud because of all the learning. Ah. Therefore, almost all. Ah. And then Prabhupada said, he said, Krishna consciousness is so simple, you might just miss it. Ah. So. It is about what to make of that statement, so simple. Simplicity, Śrīla Prabhupāda then describes as arjavam. Uh, He says arjavam means to be completely honest, Uh, to have nothing to hide, Uh, that is simple. To have no facade, to just simply uh, be honest. I have oftentimes made the point that honesty and humility are like brother and sister, right? Because when there's honesty, then we'll have to admit that we are not perfect. And when we have to admit that we are not perfect, then we have to admit that we have have many faults. And when we admit that we have many faults, then automatically... We'll have to be humble. Mm-hmm. So, in this way, honesty is the path towards humility, uh, undoubtedly. And Prabhupada, he had his honesty, uh, he had his honesty, he was in that way, transparent, completely transparent, nothing to hide, nothing. Uh, There was no private life and public life. It wasn't like, ha ha, finally everybody gone, now I can put my feet on the table and sort of relax a little, be a little less strict. In front of everyone else, I'll be strict. Yes, Krishna, Krishna, strict. Now that I'm alone, ah yes, I can let go a little bit, no. Equally, Satsurup Maharaj wrote the Prabhupada Lila Amrita, which was the book that describes uh, Srila Prabhupada's uh, public activities. How he's preaching everywhere, how he's starting temples. And then Harisori wrote the diary. He was the personal servant. So he had so much information about Prabhupada in his room, his personal things. And there were other personal servants. Uh, like, and these personal servants, they developed a deep personal relationship with Srila Prabhupada. Because it was not only about instruction, uh, he lives forever in his instruction and the followers live with him, not that, but also, uh, also, uh, there was a personal exchange and Prabhupada was entering into real relationships with people. Right? He was ready to deal with anyone on a one-on-one, whoever it was. Uh, whether it was Prabhupada in his early days cutting up an apple in tiny little cubes and one apple would go around to everyone. Everyone would get a little, little piece of apple. Right. And one day this bum off the street came in, in an aggressive mood and sort of interrupting the whole thing, the whole thing. And Prabhupada was just in the process of cutting the apple. He just cut it into some pieces and then the man came up to the front and Prabhupada just put the apple, the pieces of apple, and the knife, both, on his hand, and held it out to the man. You take. Everyone held his breath. Everyone was like, what's he going to take? My God, what if he takes the knife? (laughs) Uh, He took the apple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, And Prabhupada just had that innocence, that that to be real he wasn't lecturing from a platform although he could sit on a platform and give a lecture but not from a mental position of superiority no just human um, human to human and yes sir please please accept our offering and in this way uh, Prabhupada relied on Krishna and whatever He wasn't attached to the outcome of a situation. Yes, he wanted the situation to be favorable for Krishna, but ultimately he left it up to Krishna. So, therefore, no problem. Apple or knife. Uh, No problem. If I get killed, then it's Krishna. Uh, Not this man. It's Krishna. So, therefore, I don't have to worry about it. Uh, In this way, he had that deep, 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 And as the servant, um, he was simply helping people. Oh, yes, would you like to do some service for Krishna? Oh, yes, you can. Uh, Yes, you can. Please, please be welcome. Everyone is welcome to come and do some service for Krishna. Um, Krishna is so nice. Krishna is so wonderful, and Prabhupada would help to everyone to increase their attachment to Krishna, to increase their service to Krishna, and in this way to to move along on the path towards pure devotional service. It is still like that. Um, now we may have uh, spiritual masters. Uh, who are guiding devotees today, and we heard from them this morning, from their offerings, um, but even a spiritual master um, sits at Prabhupada's feet, is, a, is an assistant. Um, even the greatest amongst leaders in our movement are assisting Prabhupada, and therefore all of us, uh, all of us must come to this point of assisting Prabhupada, therefore everyone has a direct relationship with Srila Prabhupada. We don't jump over our spiritual master uh, considering ourselves a better servant of Prabhupada, considering that we understand Prabhupada better, no, we take it, um, I'm just assisting my spiritual master to serve Prabhupada. But in this way, but very much uh, we know what pleases the spiritual master. Uh, what pleases the spiritual master? Very simple. If one's spiritual master is Prabhupada, try to please him. If one's spiritual master is a disciple of Prabhupada, oh, it's certainly pleasing if we take up some service in, in fulfilling Śrīla Prabhupāda's desire and his vision. Therefore, uh, now that we are at a time of changing the guards, where the responsibility for this movement goes from one generation to the next and further, now is the time for everyone to get to know Prabhupāda. What did he want? What did he desire? Uh-huh. At least that what is relevant for us. Maybe we cannot know everything, huh? but at least if, if we are a cook and we're cooking for the deities, we should know what did Srila Prabhupada say about cooking for the deities. <laughs> oh, he said, Krishna is a young hungry boy. <laughs> oh yes, <coughs> he likes many tasty preparations. He likes kachoris. Oh yes, he likes... Yes, he likes sabji, he likes puris, oh yes, he does, and Krishna, Krishna, he he loves the cows, therefore Krishna likes milk sweets. So, don't all become vegan, please. (laughs) Uh, I am so sorry to say that, but Sīla Prabhupāda was not vegan. He was not. He didn't teach us to be vegan. He taught us to take to take milk sweets. When Giriraj was in, in India, his mother came from America, Jewish mother. You know, they're very strong mothers. So she goes, look, oh my son, he's so skinny. He's so skinny. Then Prabhupada, yes, 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 I'll I'll look, I'll make sure he looks after his health. No, I'll definitely look after him. And is talking to the mother so nicely, and she likes it very much. Then Prabhupada has some sundash brought in, and he asks her to taste. And we go, oh, so, mm, ah, this is very nice, very nice. And Prabhupada says, Oh, yes, it is very nice, and it is full of protein. And I make sure that your son every day, every day, gets these sweets, then he'll become very healthy. Right. Because the mother was saying, well, he should come back to America. Of course, once he was in America, he should come back to the family and he should, like, you know... His father is a big lawyer, he should, like... She was trying to pull him back on a rope towards the family. And Prabhupada so expertly, with milk sweets, with milk sweets, solve the issue. I'm not going to lecture more about veganism, but if you read the first canto, it's pretty clear. Milk is a requirement. What can I say? And in America, the milk was mixed with added vitamin D from non-vegetarian substance. And the prophet says, don't worry about it. Just take it. <laughs> it's an emergency. So let us somehow or other uh, it is now our responsibility to do the hard work. Um, because Prabhupada is not here personally to tell us everything so that we can sit and sleep through it. No, and sort of half awake, hear a few things about from Prabhupada's lips. Now uh, we can listen to him electronically. Now by Yadubar's grace, we can see the, the, the movies that are there, and they're all on YouTube. You can just see it there, right? no problem, everything is there. And we can, yes, we have his database, we have the Vanipedia, we have the VedaBase, we have so much access electronically to so many things. Huh? I have 20 gigabytes of Prabhupada on my phone. <laughs> right? Yes, somehow or other, uh, we, ca- we, cannot- we have access to Prabhupada. And we should, somehow or other, absorb ourselves into who he was, what he wanted, and simply assist him in this mission to bring pure devotional service, to the one Supreme Lord in this world. Um, that can change everything. Um, today in the news there was something about uh, satanic people and who were asking for the right freedom of speech, this and that, and they said, someone there made a statement which said that As far as we are concerned, religion is just a mental illness, which should be treated better. So, um, we can see the demons, uh, the demons are not sitting still. uh, The demons are out there uh, with their propaganda. And, and Prabhupada pointed out that, yes, we must also, at least some of us, must be out there um, to establish the, um, that pure devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is, is real life. And that everything else is just a shadow life and is just empty and it's just dry, and is just basically uh, missing, missing all the, uh, all the wonderful qualities that are there within human beings. Uh, in German you have a word, abgestumpft, <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> which I had to say in German just for the sake of getting the mood going. In English, the word is dull. It doesn't quite <laughs> carry the, the, same, uh, the same intensity. Therefore, I like abgestumpft better. Huh? Where we have become completely dull and, and completely lifeless, with no creativity, only concerned about our own little selves in our own little house, in our own little, little world. And everyone is just clashing with everyone else. And, uh, and good fences make good neighbors. And big dogs are barking on both sides. And everything is locked. And everyone is look, And if you see anything strange, report it. <laughs> report it. And more and more cameras are coming. And what is happening? in the world the world is, is in need is in need of Prabhupada's movement to, to bring a renewed effort a, re, a renewed effort I'm oh, oh, closing now there have been many many representatives of the Supreme Lord who, is, who come again and again into this world to teach transcendental knowledge but we see the current state of the world and we see that all, that whatever spiritual knowledge was there in the past is now not predominant in society. Whether it, whatever religious tradition it is, uh, whether it is Jewish, the Judean religion, religions or whether it is Hinduism or, what, or Islam, whatever it is, or it is all watered down, it is all watered down. Where is the substance? A few, a few people left over, but mostly it's dead everywhere. Now the world is is lacking, lacking real transcendental knowledge and real pure concentrated transcendental knowledge like boiled down milk with sugar. (laughs) Yes. Which can be offered to Krishna and then just (laughs) relished. Mm. It may, whether it's good for health or not, it's good for spiritual health. So, let us in this way um, go forward and spread the spiritual culture of pure devotional service throughout the world or, and simultaneously in our own life. Some may put more emphasis of in our own life and others may put more emphasis in all around the world. Haridas um, Thakur said that. Some are more into achar, into behavior, some are more into prachar into preaching but we need both to be followers of Srila Prabhupada we need both achar and prachar and now now the responsibility is more and more shifting on your head it's not gonna be the senior devotees who are just gonna bring it to you you're gonna be the senior devotees and you have to Somehow or other, live it and share it with others. Thank you very much. Srila yes. Prabhupada Ki jāi. Srila Prabhupada Svyasa Puja Mahamahotsava Ki jāi. Ananta Kodi Vaishnava Vidya. Hare Krishna. So, you just uh, mentioned uh, uh, Is It's not, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fanatic vegan. I I like to
1: very, uh, kitchen, I like the kitchen of Skrila but very often we stay the question, oh, but um, is it vegan? And then I say, well, it's not it's not completely vegan. I mean, when you want uh, when you want to, it might be vegan because you mm. can uh, eat without, without the paneer. Yeah. But it's not that nice without paneer. Mm-hmm. So, when you want to explain them better, that it's
0: no use not to drink milk because Mm. Um, They say, how should you do this? I cannot take on the whole vegan issue here today, you know, because that's a long, long, long discussion, but uh, basically, um, it's a new, it's a fashion right now, it's a fashion. So in order to bring people in the door, we may give them some vegan preparations. We can have a few vegan ones, a few non-vegan ones, and the vegans can have the non-vegan ones. And um, maybe uh, one day they're looking at the non-vegan ones and think, that looks nice. Yeah? Um, some people are vegan for health, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not going to enter now into a vegan debate. you know All I'm saying is Sheila Prabhupāda was not vegan. That's what I said today. Very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people close to me are vegan and I'm not hammering them over the head, but still I cannot change it that Srila Prabhupada was not vegan. I'm not vegan either. Speak in the mic. I was just
2: thinking about the how the Prabhupada would never compromise um, the teachings. Uh, For example, like in in Japan, how they were going to offer him a temple, but then those... uh, That
0: house, yeah. um,
2: I was thinking about how uh, whatever... you never find a person that... um, Whatever they
0: say, you can accept 100%. This I find really amazing about. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he would not compromise. Um, Someone offered a house in in Japan, Kobe, but for that he he would have to flatter the owner and entertain Mayavat, and he wasn't ready to do that. Right. So then the house, he never got the house but he kept his integrity Yeah, integrity before uh, before catering to the audience yeah. does anyone else want to make a comment Yeah, behind you I, I find it very interesting what you mentioned about Prabhupada that he didn't have the split life of having a private and a public life was a faceless as something Challenge to be so honest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else over there? (coughs) Thank you, Maharaj. I have a question for you. We heard at the beginning of the Krishna Maharaj about this unity of diversity. What is your opinion? How to make this unity of diversity? In what it, what is really needed to follow Shiva Prabhupada essentially? Okay. Um, well, the diversity part is easy, because we are already diverse. Right? <laughs> that we don't have to worry about. We are already very different. We're all individuals. It's the unity part that is the difficult part. Um, now. One thing is very clear to me, that when you try to unify people by legislations, by rules, by trying to limit them, that that is difficult. That is difficult. Um, I have not so much faith in that. I think that unity can only be created by inspiration. And Prabhupada did give the rules, he gave, he gave the law books, right? so I think we just look at the laws that Srila Prabhupada gave us, the rules that he gave us, and then I think for the rest, we focus on somehow or other bringing people together through inspiration, yeah? I think that's how we can create unity. Now as far as diversity, you see in a, in a spiritual movement like ours um, which kind of uh, started in a very monastic way. Uh, everyone in the early Iskon, everyone moved in the temple. And at one point in the beginning, it was a little, there was variety, but at one point it became very uh, streamlined and everyone looked the same. You know, everyone's same dress, everyone's same uniform, everyone's same hairdo, everyone's same, same, same. It became like very much uh, a uniform culture. Right? So, when the culture is very uniform, then there's a risk that we all become sheep. Right? That we just don't think and we just go along with whatever the culture is so we should not become sheep we should remain independently thinking individuals we should be conscious we should know why we're doing what we're doing so so that the diversity can can mature that we can become deep and wise individuals not that we all become stereotype and everyone thinks as they are supposed to think. Um, in the Rig Veda, there was a description of a group of brahmanas and it was known as a saka, a branch. And there were rules given there for these brahmanas, not only how they should speak, right? but there were rules given how they should think. Now, that scares me and then I get, I get scared. Right. <coughs> now I understand that in the positive sense I have to think of Krishna, right? but still diversity means that all of us have to think for ourselves as individuals and try to understand uh, the teachings of the pure devotees, and how we can serve Krishna and our spiritual masters, who may ask us to do something Um, mm, like that, unity and diversity. Yes? Thank you, Maharaj, for the lecture. Uh, When I saw an old widow, an old sincere monk, uh,
2: asking for help to fulfill the mission of another sincere man, his spiritual master, and it kind of touched my heart. And I said, yes, that should we do in this life. Find a sincere man and try to help him fulfill sincere mission. But when the same monk becomes the part of leader of a
0: big well-established and rich movement, then we, we might feel a little less inclined to help him. How, how we should build with uh, such emotions? Yeah, then we have to uh, find some experienced monks and and ask them that question, because they will, they will understand. And they say, yes, I share your feelings. And they say, I understand very well what you mean that to serve an individual is one thing who touches the heart but to serve an institution is another because there sometimes things get formalized and interpreted by people and uh, things that were said in inspiration become transformed into rules. So that can can be difficult. If you are one of those people that are not comfortable with that, Some people are very comfortable with that. They feel that this is exactly what they want. It gives them a structure in life. They want that kind of clarity. Others who are more individualistic, they need more space. Good. Then you serve Krishna, and you can do it in your own way. Just like Krishna Kseta is, is exploring the meanings of the Bhagavatam. Of course he's very qualified to do so and he's prepared, he has studied and he is like systematically doing that, but he is offering us something from his explorations. You know, some, someone maybe painting, yeah, just at home, making paintings of Krishna and they're giving us insights to their paintings, uh, there are services which you can fill in an individual way. Huh? like yesterday, we saw the play and we had the story, you know, the story of of the jewels and the thief and and you know one of the jewels of Krishna, I heard about Krishna and so on. But then we had a scriptwriter who filled it in in so many ways, right? who added so many little details and insights and made it like, much more rich than a simple story and then a lot of, uh, of finer finer Vaishnav points were coming up in the play uh, and although we know the storyline, uh, you know, it was a new experience because there were so many new points in there right? so that you can do in an individual way, it's an example of how one can serve Without uh, having to be so much limited by institutional concerns, so go ahead and and make a contribution. Write a book. No, huh? You're distributing books. So then distribute books. That is something. When you're out on the street, then you're out by yourself, and then there's only Prabhupada, Krishna, and just distribute books. I think there, it's it's between you and the people. Hmm. But in other words, there is room to serve Krishna in an individual way. There is. There's no need to be, feel confined by an institution. There are ways to serve Krishna without being confined. Anyone else? Jai <laughs> Radha Govinda sits next to Matsya. Oh. Jai, what? Now that you raised your arm now you have to say something <laughs> <laughs> that's the rule <laughs> What did you mean by Jai you said, you that
2: lucky I said that?
0: <laughs> why you are <laughs> why you are so impressed by the Pancha <laughs> Maybe I was impressed by the
2: way you glorified.
0: Why would you be impressed by the way I glorify you? <laughs> I'm not going to let you off. <laughs> you have to say something. I, I'll only stop until you say something of substance.
2: In the days of yore, when um, kings would make an edict or a new law, or they would like to inform all the citizens of something, they would uh, write something down, or have their scribes write it down, and then copy it in many, in many copies. And then they would send their messengers—how to call them, the vicars—or they would ride their horses all over the country, in all the every city and uh, village. They would come to the main square, roll. Roll the scroll open and they would start yelling lo and behold and people would gather and then they would read loudly the message sent by the king to all the citizens King wouldn't do it himself wouldn't be able to so Krishna, Wrote a love letter to all of us. And Shiva Prabhupada, as his scribe, wrote it down in the form of his books. And now Shiva Prabhupada has asked all of his followers for eternity to go on our courses. <laughs> Jai.
0: <Joe. laughs> <laughs> or in the video
2: that has some course powers
0: thank you <laughs> wasn't bad <laughs> anyone else on this side oh.
1: Hi, um, I joined in the nineteenth when things at least here were more uniform uh, and it was easier for us coming to the temple to know like how to behave what to let's say, chant on the kadashi how to dress, and everything. And nowadays, I can see devotees coming to me and being really bewildered. You know, this one does like this, the other one like that, the other one like that. So, what should I do now? What's, it's not always easy to know what you love but really. Right.
0: Read the books. <laughs> I guess, nowadays, yes, in, in, in the past, in the earlier days of ISKCON, the, uh, um, the collective was taking a lot of responsibility for individuals. Everyone could just be part of a, of a, of a culture, a system, and then the individual responsibility was less. Now things have changed. Now there is less collective uh, effort and standard, um, people don't want this anymore, things are more individual, and with that the individual responsibility has grown. So now everyone is individually more responsible to find out what did Prabhupada want. Therefore my answer was read the books. Yeah, It's the only way. Now we have to find out for ourselves. I call it the Renaissance. <laughs> you know, once i was staying in a room of Krishna Ksetra swami in uh, germany simachala and i was there were his books on the shelf and i was reading this one book from a professor about uh, the history of the renaissance it said christianity the history of christianity in the west initially there was a uh, inaugurational inspirational time then, for a long time, there was the theocratic era where the Church ruled and at that time, if you were too different from the Church, you could be burned, right? or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and then came the Renaissance. Now, ISKCON, ISKCON had its inspirational period with Prabhupada at that time, very strong, and then we had like an institutional period and it's true, if you were not following properly, one phone call and you could be ba- banned from a zone. And it used to be like that, if, if you were not following, t- you know, an additional phone call could be banned from two zones, right? The world was divided in 11 zones, you had to be careful. <laughs> right? So you, if you were speaking too different, you might be banned. So it's a little careful, but there was a strong support system and everyone knew what to do. And everyone knew what the standards were. Then leaders had difficulties and then ISKCON went into a new era, the Renaissance. Now what did our professor write? When Christianity came to the Renaissance, he said Renaissance is a French word for rebirth. He said what was reborn? He said what was reborn is that people started to think again for themselves and that's what happened in ISKCON. Somewhere, let's say, uh, around the millennium, it really happened. Everyone started to think for themselves. And as a result, uh, everyone had to... It said in the Renaissance, the professor said, because people started to decide for themselves, they had to know more than average about everything so that they could make decisions. And so, uh, it's the same in ISKCON now. Everyone has to know more than average about everything, because these days, everyone wants to decide for themselves. Huh? In the earlier era, they would ask, what is the standard, and someone would tell them, oh, that's it. Now, that's rare, now everyone decides for himself. Yeah. Now, which time is better? Mm. Each time has its advantages and disadvantages. The earlier time had the advantage that people would be very clear about the standard and get a very strong support structure. The advantage of this era is that people think things true more individually and maybe become, well, if they make the right choices, they make them more conscious. Right? So both eras are, have their value and I think both are part of Krishna's plan for making a movement mature dairy krishna movement is only 50 years old it's very young for a spiritual movement and i see a lot of immaturity in this movement and i see that a lot of growth will be needed before we can actually as a as a movement as an institution as a church you know function in the world you know and and making it a place where the whole world can live. Yeah, I think we have to grow up. Right now, I don't know if we have the house where the whole world can live. I'm not sure. We have to really grow up to make it that. Mm-hmm. So I see it as all part of a growing process. Okay, yeah.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you very much for all your insights. Um, I've been thinking about the uh, importance and the role of uniform, and uh, what that might uh, contribute contribute to our um, sense of belonging to one group. Uh, in one sense, uh, it might uh, awaken this tribal kind of. Uh, togetherness, sympathy, and uh, um, belonging in other sense, like you said, that we could feel like sheep. And um, um, Carl Gustav Jung was speaking about uh, personal psychology, family psychology, then kind um, of society psychology and collective psychology. And I'm wondering how. Uh, conditioned souls in the West, uh, actually conditioned in this culture, um, could connect to a very new culture, uh, spiritual culture, uh, without having a sense of uh, breaking that tradition and becoming an outcast to your own country, yeah. um, how to make that unity in um the diversity.
0: Unity in uh, diversity.
1: Like uh, Krita, Krita speaks, Krishna, Maharaj uh, speaks. Krishna West.
0: Now we have also Afro Krishna.
1: Yes. <laughs> Krishna speaks about there is no such thing as devotional clothes. It's the mood and it's the heart. So how how to? Um,
0: of course, I disagree with him.
1: You disagree. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Um,
1: there is such thing as
0: devotion. Yes. 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 I will. I will. I will tell you. OK,
1: Thank
0: you. Hi. What I tell you more? Okay. Yes. Um, whether we wear this particular dress or whether we wear uh, a regular dress, which is time part of the local culture, that's not the essence. The essence is the internal commitment. Well, we have to really make the internal commitment. But I did say, as I was answering her question, that as we are going away from the more, uh, for one, traditional monastic culture, and as we're going away from that and we become more secular and more integrated in society at large, with that the, the, the individual responsibility to be Krishna conscious increases. And the collective responsibility decreases. So, okay, when everyone is is more in a monastic environment, it creates more a collective responsibility, um, and it makes it in. One has to do less to be uh, to be part of it, but it may feel a little suffocating sometimes. Now, what to do? Um, so, let us. Be very conscious that we have to make that uh, internal commitment to to come up and serve Śrīla Prabhupāda. He is our 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 standard. He, that's where we anchor, right? That's where we anchor. That like ultimately, uh, this way or that way, uh, Krishna West Afro Krishna, or you know like. Uh, slow i guess in slovenia it would become slow krishna (laughs) you know whether you go for slow krishna without the w then right slow krishna or afro krishna or krishna whatever it is you know Uh, fine of course we've had experiments you know we've had uh, one leader who decided to translate the songs and make them more local in the forest of vrindavan where no more harmonium guitar in the forest of vrindavan where radha and krishna meet jaya radha madhava <laughs> yeah. yeah so it takes all kinds lots of diversity um let us all somehow or other keep in mind that pure devotional service is the objective. Whatever the color your socks are, pure devotional service is the objective. Now about spiritual clothes. Just one minute and then we'll carry on. Okay. Now, I know on the March has given us a Sanskrit explanation and says the word dhoti is not found in the Bhagavatam. I agree with that, but it is found as dhuti in the Bengali literature, because it's a Bengali word and it is found in medieval Bengali uh, literature about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, duty with an U, okay, so that's there. Kurta, yes, is later addition, sewn cloth was not part of it, but we can go back to Vijapurna style and you know, you know, tie your cloth here <laughs> and there and tie it everywhere and you know, whatever you wish. Um, there's plenty of opportunities to avoid sewn cloth if you want to go traditional, Uh, although I wouldn't advise it in this climate, Um, or with this air conditioner. Uh, (laughs) um, I would say, um, so we don't find the word dhoti, we find the word vesha, we find the word vasana, when it comes to Krishna. Now that word vesh or vasana can be translated as dress. That's the difficulty. It's not specified. Now we see Krishna. We see paintings of Krishna. We see early sculpture of Krishna. That's the earliest art we have of Krishna. Like maybe uh, a thousand, fifteen hundred years B.C. in Mathura, there are their sculpture of Krishna. So there we see then uh, that Krishna is wearing something which looks really uh, suspiciously like a dhoti. It does look. Now then we have later art and there Krishna also wears a dhoti. Now is it that the people of that time were just painting Krishna and putting the dress of their time? Hard to believe. Uh, Certainly, when we find that Krishna was wearing a cloth and so on it, it really looks very close to what we would call a dhoti. I do have a direct quote that Mother Yasoda was wearing a sari. There you go. Mm. Sanskrit we clearly know is a language spoken by the Devas and in Vaikuntha, mm, spiritual. And what does Uh, You know, what do the gopis play, Uh, guitar or is it Veena? All that, yes. So my point is that in this world, in in India, there's something unique happening. Something of the culture of the spiritual world is reflecting in the culture of India. It is mentioned there are 16,108 ragas that are spiritual. These ragas were chanting by the gopis. It came from a, from a book about music and Ritayanandamaraj used it in, in the purports of the Bhagavatam. I brought it to his attention and he told me, he said that, yeah, but that was from some music book, I think. I said, yes, but I bet you that it's found in the Sarata Darshani of Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. And sure enough, and Vishwanath has said, and Vishwanath's words are as good as, uh, as Shastra Prabhupada said about such a charge. Now let me go back to the clothes. So the essence of the clothes are the same clothes that Krishna and his associates were wearing 5,000 years ago. 5,000 years ago in Vrindavan. There was a culture that was completely the culture of the spiritual world. Krishna when he came down didn't change his dress he came in his original dress of the spiritual world and 5000 years ago it was like that dhoti's or vasanam veish and saris just so that that we have clearly so and some gopi skirts and some dupattas and all that fine so I think that there's adequate evidence to understand that there is actually that some of the culture in this movement is actually transparent to the culture of the spiritual world. What did Krishna eat? chini Bhakti Vinotako says, all the preps. And and these milk sweets, Sandesh. Probably Sandesh must be offered to the deity. Not some not a concoction. When they would try to make some other sweet. Prabhupada would call it a concoction. Do not offer these concoctions. Krishna wants milk sweets. He made it a real point. So I think there is a culture of the spiritual world that came with Śrīla Prabhupāda and part of it is in the clothes, part of it is in the cooking, part of it is in 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 the melodies, in the kirtan, and so many things. You have the last word because... We have to carry on and worship Sri Aurobindo.
1: Yes. Um. Thank you. I would. Uh, I'm just wondering. Uh, this is like, of course, from uh, um, from over five thousand oh, thousand years ago. This uh, Vedic culture was so prominent. But I'm I'm trying to see also um, Krishna in all the cultures and all the societies that Good. are here. And um, you know, could we make it like? Patram Pusham, Palam or <laughs> you know, um, could we offer also our cultural uh, preparations and not feel like we're not following that Krishna is not creating that. I mean, then mm, to me, um, having this barrier of dualism, this is Vedic. This is not. Then to me, um, it belongs a deep, deep sense that they're like to creators, to
0: gods. Okay. Let's so. not make it too long because the day belongs to Prabhupada. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, But your point is, is well taken, that yes, local culture can be there. Um, and still, Krishna has his own culture that's also there. So how to bring the two cultures together? low Krishna and Goloka Krishna how do we bring it Slovenian culture and Goloka culture how to bring the two together that is is a question and that we have to figure out in union in unity and diversity and with that we can worship Shilaparapha Shilaparapha